0: Welcome to the Vinnie Rock Podcast. Yo, yo, yo! What up? What up? What up? What's going on, y'all? It's the Vinny Rock Podcast. Let me fucking take my goddamn phone off ringer. It's probably my wife saying, "Where are you?" There she is. It actually is her. Okay. Starting a podcast. Podcast. I love you. There we go. What's going on, y'all? It's the Vinny Rock Podcast. Um, I got my boy here, Vince Rockwell. So today we have the Vinny, Vinny Rock, Rockwell, like Vinny, Vinny Rock, (laughs) Rock rock Podcast. (laughs) That'll blow your mind. That'll blow your fucking mind. Yeah, dude. It's funny. Because we're, we're working together on some other projects, someone else like thought that when he emailed them, it was me. Uh, it's, just, it's just funny because Vince Rockwell. Yeah, billing, Rock- billing
1: is about to get magically confusing. So
0: funny. Um, either way, before we get to the podcast, I'm going to talk about something interesting. It's probably going to be a lot of people mad at me. But either way, I'm going to tell you how I feel about a something, a subject in the community. And I wanted to have my man here to, to give his opinion as well. Either way, before we do that, let's jump into the sponsorships. Uh, Today I'm gonna start my sponsorship with Ranger Up. (laughs) Ranger Up decided to jump onto the podcast. I have no freaking clue why, and I'm super blessed that they did. <laughs> you know who Ranger Up is, yeah. right? I mean, they're one of the foundations of the veteran T-shirt companies. Pillar, the a pillar, a pillar. They are. They, I think they're the. They're, they I think they are the first of their own kind. Besides, the, like the weird one, like Seven Six Two. Uh, remember those guys that were in the AFES? A- a- no, me, you don't even me, remember those. No. Yeah,
1: well, they didn't do a whole lot of shopping there.
0: Yeah, I know I didn't either. But either way, a lot of people did. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, and then eventually, you know, Grunt style showed up there. Yep. So, you know, Ranger Up, they're sponsors. I love them. Nick is one of my business mentors. Um, you know, he supports whatever I'm doing, and it was seriously surprising as hell that he wanted to jump on board here. So I'm blessed. You guys go check out Ranger Up, not just the sunglasses that I wear and I have right here. Have you seen those? Check those out. Polarizing nice. everything. Put them on, feel them. They're beautiful. It's sexy. Don't stretch out my head. I have a big enough head. Don't worry. But yeah, so, you know, Ranger Up, you guys go and listen to this podcast, decide you guys want to go buy a shirt or whatnot, you want to go buy some sunglasses or whatnot, all you got to do is put in that Rocco promo code to save 10% off. Go check them out. RangerUp.com. Very easy to find. Uh, Another one of my sponsors, Core Medical Group. Core Medical Group is a company that... Does hormone replacement therapy, and when I say that, it's not just testosterone. You know, when you guys go get your blood work tested, some of you are going to find that you have low vitamin B, vitamin D, vitamin whatever the hell. And they will help supplement all those to get you back at a homeostasis state. Boom. Isn't that interesting? Science. What do you think about that? Love it. Right? I think it's important. I think it's important. Most veterans probably don't realize how they do have low t from sustaining a lot of stress in combat, any kind of any kind of blasting. Like uh, if you're sitting in the room and you do flashbangs, if you're sitting there and you're doing, uh, man, AT4, or whatever it is, y- you're a combat engineer. Yep. You guys are around a lot of explosions, correct? Just a little bit, yeah. Just a little bit here and there, right? Mm-hmm. That th- Those shock waves have a tendency to destroying the gland in your head that produces hormones. Yeah. And while a lot of the guys get out of the military don't realize it, they have to go get checked. And when you get checked, you find out. The VA doesn't... The VA has a different rating system, and so the way the VA does it, you have to be like you have to be like in the 100s, which is unheard of. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, that that's super low. That's
0: super low. That's ridiculous. That means you're you're pretty much of a a, a female. Yeah, you're you're a chick. <laughs> you're a chick. So you gotta not that that's bad. For there's those nothing of wrong you with there. There, None that. Nothing wrong is, with that. You're a chick with a lot cool. of testosterone. That's not a bad thing. But if you guys want to get regulated, you want to get fixed, go check out Core Medical Group. Let them know Rocco sent you. You got GMR Gold. That is a subscription-based concept for you to get precious metals. If you pay 200 a month, 300 a month, 400 a month, you'll get a box with precious metals that are worth that amount or more. And, you know, you do what you want with them. You know, for me... It's more of the collecting of precious metals and having fun with it with my sons and my daughters is why I do it. I enjoy it. I'm not too worried about the value of it. I just really, for me, it's like something I could put money towards to really enjoy towards the family. And, and that's what it is. It's kind of like every time you open it, the kids go, oh, my gosh, right? It's a shiny penny, whatever it yeah. is. <laughs> and they get excited about I love it. It's a fun program for me. You guys go check out Bullion Box or GMR Gold. And that is another promo code. That is Rocco. Man, making things easy for everyone these days. Anything you hear on the podcast, just put Rocco, and you'll probably get a little discount going on. Uh, Beyond Clothing, outstanding company. Outstanding company. I, I just love what they do. It's that time of the year again. The temperature was 34 degrees this morning. It's getting cold, and as much as I hate it, I love it because I got Beyond Clothing keeping me warm at night and day, all day, every day. Go check them out. Obviously, same promo code. Rock will get yourself a 10% off. Uh, the last one I'm going to mention is Willie Pete's Chocolates. You know Willie Pete's chocolate. Actually, there's one more i got to mention. It's pretty cool. But Willie Pete's Chocolates, you ever had them? No. Willie Pete's chocolate is a veteran who makes chocolate out of his own house, and he actually grows the peppers as well out of his own house. So he started making chocolates. Yeah. Peppers. Peppers. Yeah, so, so, so let me explain to you. It's cool that you never had it, so I can explain it to so people Please. listening as well. Um, he grows a lot of peppers as in jalapenos, carolina reapers, habaneros, all those in his house. That's oh, his torture chocolate. Yeah, it, well, <laughs> it can be. If you don't like spicy, if you don't like spicy food, you don't like spicy food, I, I take it. I I'd like Spicy
1: food to a degree.
0: Yeah, you know, it, you know what I hate? I hate when it's so spicy; it just it makes life uncomfortable. You're like, what? The, what the hell is that for? Yeah, if it makes
1: me sweat, that's too spicy. Yeah.
0: So he has different Scoville units on each one. So okay. each chocolate wash. So there's one that's like a s'mores one. My kids eat. It's really mm-hmm. good. It has like marshmallows, chocolate. You know, what a s'more would pretty much have, and I think it has peanuts as well. That one. Uh, it sound like I said penis. It, it will yep. have peanuts in it. Wow. Enunciation. Annunciation. It's a little early in the morning. <laughs> Either way. Uh, Willie Pete's chocolate has some awesome chocolates from ranging from, I mean, like I said, zero Scoville units all the way up to the one called Moab, which is like a Carolina line of reaper pepper. Ooh. Yeah. Like I licked it with the tip of my tongue and legitimately was on fire. Okay. So that's not a fun one, but if you want to trick someone, that'd be cool. Nice. All right. <laughs> you can do whatever the hell you good want with Christmas it. Christmas gift, stocking stuffer. Yeah. And then me and him came up with a hot sauce, uh, and, and that's another good one that I like. It tastes very similar to like a a more bold and powerful A1 steak sauce. Uh, it's a it's a it's a it's a hot sauce, but it's more of like a mild. We wanted to make it spicier, but we also wanted people to buy it and enjoy it. It's called Pop Smoke. You can check it out. Look at let me show you the kind of made it so it nice. looks kind of like a, a smoke. Canister, if you will. I like sit. I'm gonna get some shipped down here for when we do the tacos for hero sports. Yeah. And so I can I can introduce that now to people. It's gonna be good. People are gonna love it. I'm gonna love it. Last but not least, uh, we have aircraft maintainer. And this is one, like I said, I don't know a lot about, but I do know the gentleman who owns it, and he is a legitimate good person. Like when you say good dudes, this is a good dude. And he and and what he created this company for was to help veterans get certified getting out of the military and getting paid more money in the civilian world right a lot of our jobs in the military don't cross over into the civilian culture right so so like if you're are if you're 68 whiskey in the military sometimes you have to get out and still go to emt school mm-hmm. it just depends if you got your national register or not whatever whatever right. before they didn't do that now i think they might be doing it but other mos is out there like you know combat right?
1: engineers combat engineer <laughs>
0: yeah you didn't get out i with qualify
1: for a lot of construction work yeah but that's But you still,
0: you'll still, you still have to go get your demolition degrees mm-hmm. or, or, or certifications. Yeah, I want to do the fun stuff, yeah. but like
1: general Just, construction, right. that's pretty much it.
0: And that's where aircraft maintainer comes into play. If you have a career field that deals with maintaining aircrafts, a mechanic for an aircraft, they can get you certified. So when you get out of the military, you'll be getting paid more money and it's actually free. All you got to do is call them. The Army, the military, the Air Force, the Marines, they all pay for this program, and he could come in flying and get you certified. So when you get out of the military, you're in a better position. There's nothing that's to me, is better to promote on any kind of podcast is if I can offer you guys something of more value in a company that's going to cover it for free. Hell yeah. Right? So if you guys have an MOS like that, go check out Aircraft Maintainer. You know, he posts things, says, if you're a level, uh, if you're a level seven, right? A level seven is obviously something that in your MOS that I don't understand, but you can look into it by hitting up aircraft maintainer. Go check out aircraftmaintainer.com. Go check him on Instagram. If you want aircraft maintainer, give him a call, ask questions. He'll get the answers. All right. Well, here we go. Dude.
1: Excellent. Drum roll.
0: Drum roll, please. So like, you know, here's my, here's my issue, man. I'm going to sit back and get comfortable with this one. Um, I actually got I did a podcast the other day, and, and we ended up talking about the same exact subject. And, and I got to tread lightly on the subject because I can get emotional and say things that could be taken out of context, and then the world just shits on me. Here's the here's the deal: uh, being in the space that I've been for how many years now, and working with veterans and trying to get guys to to transition better, trying to get guys to find success after military. For 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 being a guy who's dealt with. Um, the struggles of the transition as well, and now doing my best to help combat that in the civilian world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I see a lot of people want to help veterans, and they want to help the the, the suicide epidemic that we have, right? And with that coming about, uh, people held on to the number twenty two, right? And those of you listening who might not know this, which there are very, very few of you. But the 22 um, association came from the idea that 22 veterans are killing themselves a day, committing suicide daily, right? And I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm saying the numbers kind of fluctuate, actually, from up a little bit and go down. I think now it's actually down somewhere in the 18, whatever the case. I think there was a study that just came out. Okay. But either way, it doesn't matter. For some reason, we got fixated on the number 22. And this was probably, man, I can say... 2013 uh, ish, I think is where it really started coming into play. So, something like that was where I really started hearing a lot about it, a lot more 22. And when people held on to that that number, they um, they started making organizations to do it. They, you know, there's, there's 22 this, 22 that. I actually at one point, I, I, it's funny. About one point, about five years ago, I went onto Facebook and typed in all the 22s, and it was something around 60, 70 different 22 organizations. Just organizations. Organizations. I mean, nonprofits that help. Suicide awareness, right? That's what, the, that's what everyone is right. doing, right? And so this became a national and world-recognized number for the suicide epidemic in the veteran community. And it actually kind of demonized us. We didn't realize what it was doing. It was demonizing us to the civilian culture who are like, oh, man. Like my mom, who, who, who doesn't know a lot about the veteran community, doesn't really pay attention, doesn't need to, mm-hmm. but her son, she knows me, right? She she's the one who kind of came to me and was like, Vinny, is this the twenty two thing? Is it real? Is it like veterans commit suicide a lot? I was like, Yeah, man, but but so does everyone. Yeah, like it's just a it's an epidemic we have in the United States of America. If if we are so close minded to think that this is just a veteran issue, it's not. I think the veteran issue is near and dear to veterans' hearts. But if you step back and look at the issue in the United States, suicide is an issue. In your own families, whether you have kids, if you have law enforcement in your families, if you have veterans, if you have doctors, if you have—it doesn't matter what it is. There's a suicide epidemic happening in the United States of America. I don't know why. I don't want to even be the guy to assume why,
1: right? Like, would definitely not qualified yeah. for us to do anything more than dip our toe right into this pool. Yeah,
0: that's that's like uh, I'm not certified in that, and I wouldn't even try and attempt to be. I just can say. If you step outside of the, the the funnel that you're in and only seeing the veteran issue, we have to step back a few more steps and see the humanity issue, mm-hmm. truthfully. And so with this 22 became this iconic number that people followed along and, and jumped on board with. And it bothers me because... And and if anyone knows, they, they hit me up with all these 22 organizations, hit me up to work with them. And I always tell them, like, no offense, but I, I work with nobody associated with the 22 concept. And it's just personally, personal branding, it's personal beliefs. I have to stand for what I believe in. And I believe naming anything with that is not conducive to the transition of our community. Right. right. And so um, when I say that, you know, it's more like, those of you listening are probably just like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna throw my phone!" Oh my god, I'm so triggered, and it's fine. You can be triggered. You, you don't have to agree with me. I don't I don't I really don't give a fuck if you agree with me. But I'm gonna let me break it down a little bit more. There's a thing going around the internet called "22 Pushups for 22." 22, 22 for 22, and guys are doing 22 pushups for suicide awareness, and. Remember, we've, I've been tracking this back since 2013, probably even sooner, probably even before then, but 22 push-ups for 22 to gain awareness. Now, I understand the, the concept, you know, in, 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 the, in the Ranger Battalion, in, in Ranger Training, they say good initiative, bad judgment right. is what they say because the way I say it, I think it's bad judgment is because I think the world is aware. I think the time for suicide awareness has passed, almost ten years ago now, right? Like, yeah. we are all aware. We are all aware that this is an issue. We are more concerned because it's our community, and we're losing. You know, I've lost now probably more guys to suicide than I have in combat. Um, it hurts. It sucks. But I don't think 22 push-ups for awareness is the answer, right? I think um, it's. It's what people do to try and gain attention towards it, but we forget that everyone already knows, you know? And so I think it's almost wasted efforts. And and it hurts to say that, right? But it's hard to say, like, anything is good, but it comes to a point where it becomes repetitively wasteful.
1: It's almost to the point to where it's kind of like, it sounds horrible to say, but beating a dead horse no d- like correct. that that is the direction that everybody's headed and once you start badgering or pushing this initiative in front of everybody you start seeing it you're made very aware of it and then at some point it starts to peter off like it starts to arc up, oh yeah and everybody's just like oh yeah that thing happens on to the next
0: yeah it's crazy like, like like i said you can go google right now on facebook or just go on facebook and search 22 and see all the organizations and and you know i did a i did a an emotional rant one time years ago, man. And it was called look in the mirror. But before I even started going into self accountability and looking in the mirror, which is something I talk about all the time, I went into how many veteran organizations there are out there Mm. and everyone's looking to try and collect money for it. And all we've done is oversaturated our own market to hurt ourselves. Because like I said, I mean, shit, Probably six years ago, there were 70 something organizations. There's probably over 100 something organizations with the 22. Easily. And all of those organizations are fighting to get the same kind of funding to try and help the suicide awareness. Now, if there was one company and, you know, and everybody pushed their efforts towards that company, how much more money would they potentially have to help suicide awareness? Right. Right. And so we've almost burned ourselves at the stake already from just being oversaturated in the market everyone has a bleeding heart for the subject mm-hmm. nobody knows the answer you know what i mean and so um without an actual answer we're continuing to it's a, it's a treadmill race right you're not you're actually gaining ground yeah. you're just you we're know, going you're going faster but yeah, you're moving the same your place. feet exactly and that's exactly what i think we're doing you know i think i think suicide awareness is done suicide prevention is where we're at mm-hmm. right and how do you prevent suicide which? Man, you could talk to a million people, and they'll all have a million different answers. You know, truthfully, like that's why we have so many veteran nonprofit organizations. There's one for chiseling wood. There's one for horses. There's one for sports. Mine. There's one for theater. Mine. You know, there's one for push-ups. There's there's a million million organizations out there doing what they believe personally is going to be is going to make a bump in in the system to help veterans transition better, you know, or help the suicide epidemic. And I say this, I think they're all right. I think getting guys involved in what they personally love is definitely important. Mm-hmm. I think for some reason our own community is afraid of counseling. I think that's that
1: stigma that's attached to the it.
0: The stigma, yeah, you're you're weak if you need counseling. Yeah. You know. But also, you know, have you ever had a bad counseling experience? I have. Yeah. I, I was at a counselor one time and I wanted to flip her fucking table right in front of her. <laughs> that's how mad I was because it was like you also have counselors who probably maybe don't have a lot of experience in the area or almost don't give a shit there's there's people that work in the workforce that don't give a shit about they're just collecting a check yeah it's crazy right so this this lady was like it says here that you went to combat i was like yeah did you ever see anything that stressed you out i was like what that's weird question. Like, what a weird <laughs> question. I was just like, kind of like, man, I'm frustrated and I don't want to be. You know what I mean? So I understand that. Like, you know, we have a hard time finding the organizations that will help us with counseling. I think that's something that we need to address early on. Is everybody who comes back from overseas, everyone who just gets out of the military transitioning, needs counseling? I think, you know, I said this in my other podcast was that. Transition is, is tough in any aspect and how you put it from a, from a boy hitting puberty to to someone graduating college trying to find life after college. It's the same transition. It's the same struggles. Change sucks. Change sucks. Change is hard. You know, but but for some reason, you know, um, we are struggling to find ourselves again after the military. And since that is my community, you know, it's near and dear to my heart. I want to try and address this subject. You know, um, I do pushups sometimes on my Instagram and I just do it live and and it's just to do pushups with, with the community that follows me and and just have a good time with it. And it motivates me to do more pushups and it's just fun. And, and, you know, I've had several people like, Hey man, are you doing push? What are you doing? Push for you doing push for 22. I'm like, Oh man, I'm just doing fucking pushups for, for my own health. God damn it. (laughs) Like I'm just doing pushups to do pushups. And, and I don't know. And that's where it's like this whole thing came frustrating is like, I, I hope you guys understand the world is aware of the suicide issue. We need to find out how do we prevent it, you know, and, and there's a million organizations near you. I think the answer starts small in your circle. I think the answer starts with you guys reaching out to your closest friends. And I say close friends. I'm not, not the guy that's a state away. I'm t- talking the guy that you can shake his hand. Reach out to those guys. Get them involved in community. Find a nonprofit in your area, a local one, that has group gatherings whether it's through sports, whether it's through equestrian, 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 how do you say horse riding and all that shit? Equestrian. Equestrian, whatever the fucks. Uh, Whether it's through wood chiseling, whether it's through Underwater
1: basket weaving.
0: Right. It doesn't matter. But find a local community within reach where you can touch them and get involved with each other's lives. I think that's the first part. Once we are involved in each other's lives, identify who's never attempted counseling. and probably should start there. There's a counseling called rapid eye movement. You know, R-E- uh, Rapid eye movement. I'm so bad at that because I should know this because I've done it. Um, I went to a counselor named Tanya Glenn. I've talked about her before, and she did the, the rapid eye movement. R-E-M-D-R. Okay. REM doctor, okay. Check this out. So, and i am explain, I know I've explained it multiple times, but like I have the platform now, might as well say it again. And hopefully, you know, after someone's heard it at the fucking 20th time, they're going to actually listen. Mm-hmm. They, I think everyone needs to go to counseling, but if someone is struggling significantly with a traumatic event, which a lot of us have them, it doesn't have to be in the military. It could be a traumatic event that happened when you're seven, right? It could be a traumatic event that happened just the day before watching a car accident and seeing ugly shit happen. These traumatic events that stick with you are what slows you down in life and they become this hurdle that you have to always try and get over. And it's tough. EMDR is, is a process in therapy that is proven, this is, this is the crazy thing, this is coming from straight up, mm-hmm. proven to help subside PTSD. So there's people that want to sit there and say, like, PTSD is ruining my life. Okay, well, go get help when I say help, there's multiple things. There's hormone replacement therapy, right? Mm-hmm. Testosterone is one. That's just emotionally get yourself right. Two, EMDR is a therapy that's going to help you R-E-M-D-R. process. EMDR. That's what it is. EMDR. Okay. But it is REM, right? It is REM oh, sleep. Gotcha. You're, okay. you're, they're putting you through Dragon. the symptoms of REM. So you know when you sleep and you go to REM sleep and your yeah. eyes are kind of... Asleep, that's kind of the best time when your body's processing a lot of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Essentially, what you, if you want to break down... EMDR and what it does, it, it helps you process that traumatic event as a memory. And once you're able to process it as a memory, you're able to accept it and actually move forward. If it's not processed as a memory, it gets stored in your frontal cortex, like because of the cortisol levels and all these things that I don't understand, right? Right. All these stress, like your fight and flight. When your fight and flight is engaged, it creates a lot of cortisol, it creates a lot of several other hormones, and it ends up creating this traumatic event that gets stored. Mm-hmm. And so every time you have a dream and it comes back all the emotional event that you experienced, you could do it again. Mm-hmm. And I know this because it's happened to me. It's this really weird event that happened to me that I continue to 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 I have continued for years to see. And the same emotion of that day continued to occur in my life. And it was stressful, bro. I was fighting going to sleep because of the fear of seeing it again. Right. That's what it was. As I was fighting going to sleep and the fear of seeing it again, I wouldn't sleep. So then I wouldn't sleep. So how did I try and sleep harder? I'd medicate. I'd drink like a motherfucker to try and sleep harder to hopefully not have that dream. Right. I'd have that dream, boom, the next ten days I was so scared to go back to sleep to see it again.
1: That you would have to do right. And I go back the, to the, the treatment. The treatment even see, harder. Right,
0: even harder. So that's why you get addicted to 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 cause you sleep really well with, with pain pills, you sleep well with drinking, you sleep well with Benadryl. Like I was just doing everything I can mm-hmm. just to sleep hard as fuck. And then knowing that doing that was hurting my REM sleep already, so I wasn't helping myself, I was actually hurting myself, but in my head, it was a temporary fix. And so understand, like, we need to get to our little communities. We need to get close to the guys that we can touch, check on them, identify if they have issues. Most of the issues is are going to come from not seeking counseling. Get counseling, get them fixed. How do we do that? It's hard. A lot of counselors are going to charge. We can find organizations. There's a million of them out there that are going to help pay for for counseling for veterans. Once you identify that, get that situated and handled. That guy goes to counseling. Make sure he goes through the process and, and accepts it. The next, alcohol. I just did a podcast on my own about alcohol and how, mm-hmm. for some reason, our community identifies this as is what good friendship is. Good friendship is Going, means, going out yeah, to the
1: bar and getting fucking hammered. You know
0: you guys messaged me, I'm like, hey, bro, we got to have a beer someday. And I'm like- Man, once I started to realize that, I started to realize how many people text me that I trip out. I'm like, man, it's really what our community does. It's it's
1: the standard. Yeah, and
0: and and it is what it is, right?
1: Nothing wrong with it. It's just it's not helping. But if the guy in in your
0: circle that you can touch, right, the guy that you're trying to make sure, right, if you're trying to do this suicide prevention, this is where it starts, right? And Mm -hmm. so the guy in the circle that knows... Drinking is his issue or drinking has been a big part, a catalyst to the drama in his life, bad marriage, whatever, out of shape, losing jobs or Mm -hmm. can't can't hold on to a job, financial issues. You know how expensive drinking is? You know how expensive smoking is? You know what I'm saying? So if that's the catalyst of his drama, why would we be the enabler to that, right? Because what happens is guys become – I can't tell you the answers on why everyone wants to, like decides to commit suicide or tries to commit suicide or attempts to commit suicide. I can't tell you why everyone does, but I can tell you when I've felt that way, the things that have happened in my life, I lost a marriage. I was struggling at my job. Um, I I lost my kids. I didn't lose them, right? Like, like just my marriage went down and boom, the kids are in Arizona. I'm in Texas. I never get to see them. Mm-hmm. You know, I, felt like the better part of me was left in war. I lost two friends, and i couldn't let that go. A lot of reasons I was thinking like well what 's the point of existing anymore if i can 't do anything right if i don 't have my kids anymore, I lost my wife, which to, you know which wasn't a big deal as much as it was the distance of my kids now, right That was the big deal, yeah, and then having trouble sleeping and then still feeling survivor's guilt from my buddies who passed away that you know i I wasn't even there i wasn 't even in the room with there i was, I was back in the rear, and I missed it because of an injury, like all this stuff is stacking on me.
1: And it's all internalized, right?
0: Internalized, and then you have financial issues where I am giving my family, I am giving my ex all the money I possibly can to keep the kids, you know, with the house, with the head, and everything else, and I have no money. Mm -hmm. So it's like one thing after another after another, like like these books stacked up so heavy I couldn't even carry it no more, and I was ready, like, what the what the hell am I doing? I am running in circles, and I am working my ass off. I got no money. Never see my kids. What was the point to exist anymore? That's where I was in my head, right? You know, and so I know why I was thinking it would be the easier route because no one wants to live like that but then you know what's funny is i don't know what clicked to me straight up i went to counseling right and maybe that was what hit right maybe maybe seeing tanya and and telling her my my, my story being completely honest and saying like i drink a lot you know what i mean <laughs> i don't sleep very good yeah. you know i'm still embarrassed about the fact of losing a marriage like uh, divorce is always embarrassing to to tell the world you know what i mean
1: it's it's hard as fuck to take ownership it of is. stuff especially yeah. Stuff like that. That's yeah. fucking, that's brutal. Yeah.
0: Going to tell the parents who've been married for like 40, 50 years, dude. You know what I mean? And telling yeah, them, like, like hey, yeah. I failed. Yeah. They've, yeah. They've been married for like 43 years. And I'm like, hey, I couldn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So all these things, I go to a counselor and she does, you know, uh, EMDR. And it wasn't immediate, but man, immediately I was getting sleep pretty, pretty fast. I'm getting sleep again. Right. And I'm like, okay. And then I start realizing, like, dude, what am I doing? You know, what am I doing? I, I hate the idea of, And then I did it myself. I did it myself. So I'm saying I hate the fact that I thought like this. I would drink for every scenario because of my boys. Because I'm in the culture of drinking. We used to drink. I felt like it was only right to drink for them. You know what I right, mean? and so like I went into that cycle, and then when I started getting better sleep, I didn't need as much to drink, and then I started cutting back the drinking. And I started working on getting in shape because, hey, that marriage is over, and maybe I can find someone really, someone really good for me. Right. The only way I'm going to do that is present the best possible version of me. So I started working out like a motherfucker. I started when I started working out like a motherfucker. I tried out for Special Operations and made it. Right, so as inadvertently as I started getting my life together, things started rolling my way, mm-hmm. and it was just kind of like, man, it all started from getting more sleep. What actually all started from finally getting counseling, you know what I mean? Yeah. I tell, you know why I finally went to her? I have a buddy who, who, who recommended it to me, but I told him a story of I was chasing a dude. I was chasing an illegal immigrant on the borders of Mexico. I could smell the burnt trash. I could smell the smell of shit, right? I, can, I, I was looking through night vision, green, green look, carrying an M4, chasing a dude who smells a lot like, a, like, a, like an Afghani, mm-hmm. That I was chasing a high value target in Afghanistan. Right. I'm walking in this really unstable terrain. All I see is green, carrying an M4. I thought legitimately I was back in Afghanistan. And in Afghanistan, the rules of engagement are if someone's running from you from the objective, it is, you know, the ROE is a squirter and you're allowed to engage. And several times I pulled up thinking, like, as I bring my rifle up, the rifle's different looking from my my Ranger one. Doesn't have all the bells and whistles. And I think every time I do that is what brings me back. Right. I look, I'm like, what the hell's wrong with my rifle? What the hell? That's not. Yeah. And I'm realizing until I finally catch the dude and slam him to the ground, I I handed him off to another buddy and I walked off like, holy smokes. I took a deep dive. Whoa, bro. Yeah. This dude about got canoed and I would have been in prison. I would have been in prison. Yeah. Because it wasn't warned. Yeah. There's there's no right. There's no right to do that. You you Mm -hmm. have no right to just shoot an illegal immigrant in the back of the head just because. That's, that's wrong. It's completely wrong. And it would have been completely justified for me to go to prison for that. And I would have been okay with it. But, dude, I would have lost everything. And so that was the moment I was like, man, I called my boy. I said, bro, check this out. And he's like, dude, you need to get help. Mm-hmm. By chance, a counselor was, was uh, contracted through the Border Patrol. And that's why I ended up contacting. And that's why I continued to. She's a friend of mine now. But that's what started the process. So identifying and he had a problem. And it wasn't me who identified, it was my buddy who identified, like, hey, bro, that's fucked up, mm-hmm. you need to go get help. Then from going to getting help, I've done counseling when I first got out of the military. The first time I got out of the military, I did this group counseling, and some cooks said that he has PTSD from a mortar round that went off in the fob, right? And I wasn't ready at the time to hear that. I was fresh out of Afghanistan. Yeah, somebody Ar- got a little angry. Yeah, Army Ranger. <laughs> Super ego mm-hmm. thought I was like no one could touch me. Sitting in a room with a bunch of dudes that I, that, that were out of shape, which yeah. is, years later was me, right? I became out, of, you know what I mean? But I was just I was too. I wasn't ready for it. And everybody's story in the room to me was like, "Bro, you you ain't you 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 want not like
1: even that's that's all weakness, right? Yeah, in from my where head, where I'm at, right? Right? Now. It's, you're fucking, you're weak. Yeah, you're we're weak, weak, we're weak, you're, you're weak. Like, you're I, don't, cool, I don't need I'm to be out. here.
0: I'm only being here because my wife made me come here. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I was a dick. You know, and I left. I said, fuck this group. These guys are a bunch of pussies. That's in my head. No shit. And, mm-hmm. I, and I hate to say that because I would never say that now because I, now I get it. Everybody deals with their own stress their own way. But at that time, bro, I wasn't ready. I was a jerk. Yeah. And so I never thought of counseling again until obviously all this turn of events happened. And now I'm at the wit's end. I'm like, life is terrible. And so I, boom, go to the counseling, get my sleep organized, s- slow down my drinking. I didn't stop. I just slowed it down. Slowed it down to a point where I felt like I could manage it a little bit better. Um, which I still had days where I'd said, screw it. I'm going to drink until I freaking black out. I right. still had those days. You know what I mean? But, but a lot less than I was before. Mm-hmm. Started get myself back in shape. Boom. Life kind of started taking over. Then I got so busy with like finding success, this small success. I was like, dude, crazy how close I was to just calling it quits. Like crazy. And, and I get it because it was hard. And it's not in my personality to think like that. It wasn't like I have those these tendencies. It was more like life stacked a lot on me at once and I never fixed anything and just allowed it to continue to right. to and because the foundation was all fucked up. Like everything's kind of
1: topsy turvy and you're yeah. going left and right. You're yeah. like, I can't I can't just center myself right now. Right. Counseling was the first step, the first step. that helps build the solid foundation. Yeah. And then you start stacking stuff on top, it's all gonna sit tight and in the fucking middle.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing, man. So I think, like, when you've got suicide prevention, we have to identify in each other, in our friends, that there's a problem that needs to be addressed. Us as friends will we'll, we'll support them and help them get the first steps done. You know, I always use the quote, you know, I made this quote up a long time ago, and you could always lead a veteran to counseling, but you can't make them, you can't force them to take it, right? Right. And that's the truth. But that's all we can do. Us as friends, like, I have kids. I'm not going to babysit any of my buddies. That's crazy. That's madness. They're, they're a grown ass man, you know, but at the same time, I know when someone needs help and I can offer the, the help, I can offer to take them. I can offer to get them there, but I can never offer them to accept it and do it mm-hmm. right. That's on them. That's up to them. And if, and if they choose to do that, perfect. If they choose not to, I can't continue to, to, it's a hard thing. You have to choose how much energy you want to expend on someone who doesn't want to help themselves. And that's on you. I, I can't tell you what that's say. a hard thing to eat. It's a very hard thing to eat. Very hard thing to eat because you know prevention comes from inside as well. We have to want to exist. We have to want to accept that life is going to be hard work in any any facet. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Having kids is hard. Having a relationship is hard. Maintaining a job and showing up every day when it's not paying you enough is hard. You know what I mean? All this stuff is hard. But, you know, there's, there's a reason why we do it. You know, there's the, the living the American dream of trying to find happiness in some aspect. And, and the biggest thing is your community around you. I think your community around you is what gives you purpose, right? Your friends, your family is, is what gives you drive. It's what keeps you going, you know. And if you're trying to do 22 push-ups in New York thinking you're going to help – someone in California I promise you there are better ways of doing it right I think if you're like here in Salt Lake City we have the you know we have a drinking bros group and and that has a lot of veterans in it and we have the the hero sports Utah group which is a little bit more focused veterans as well and we try and do community stuff Saturday we're gonna be doing some stuff. but you know I try not to associate alcohol, but I'm also not their dad so I don't stop alcohol either. It's right. just like, look, I'm not gonna invite you to 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 a place and, and say, hey, we're gonna drink. I just say, hey, we're gonna to get together. you guys do what you want to do.
1: make good choices. make
0: good choices right And there's a guy there's guys there that have drinking issues and I hope to God they make the right decisions and if they don't, you know we're gonna to have to freaking we're gonna to have to check them like mm-hmm. you would any other friend. And I think suicide prevention starts there. It starts in your circles. It starts with your friends. It starts in your little community that you can actually touch and feel. I believe if we continue to do that, that will grow to other communities, other cities, and continue to kind of wrap its hands around the rest of the United States and slowly start knocking down this issue that we have. I think it's in every. I think it's in everything. It's in kids. It's in uh, cops. Cops have the hardest right now. I would say the hardest, but they have a really hard career right now. That it, they're kind of like public enemy number one. And as much as that, that hurts to hear, you know, it's just, it's just the reality of what we have today. And they themselves, you know, their community, their close friends need to identify these issues and they need to get them addressed early on and they need to find how to help it. I think drinking is always an issue with a lot of people. I think relationships are always an issue. finances are always an issue. You know, all those are the kind of the ones that stack on and, you know, it's like the triple threat when all three are hurting. Oh man, life is struggle. Yeah. Twenty two. I know it's weird man. and like I know like a lot of guys support it a lot of it, a lot of, but I think I think the idea you know like I said it was a, it was a good initiative bad judgment you know it it was an it was an initiative to try and help I think all it's done was hurt the stigma of what a veteran is to mm. the civilian culture and that's not good either right I just talked to a guy about some psychology behind that. And like, if someone in your community that looks like you, that, that, that's done very similar to you, experienced it to you, and this becomes the conversation, it becomes the conversation for the guys who all associate with you. Mm-hmm. It's a weird psychology thing, right? And so like, we've almost caused this. How many times have you ever gotten messed We've
1: perpetuated our own victimhood.
0: Correct. Oh, correct, right? we become our own victims. We have guys, I have guys all the time like, mess me up go, you know, talk about demons next. Watch. So I have guys that message me and go like this: "They go, bro, I'm thinking about just being one of the 22." Just the fact that they used that comment, mm-hmm. like I wanted to punch them through the phone.
1: You want you want attention?
0: Well, more than, it, it's more than it's anything, hard, right? Else. Like that's the hardest thing about this. If I don't like, want anyone to right, like like I don't want anyone not where, to mess. Where do you call bullshit? Yeah, out? right. Like who is call Who's who's full of shit? Yeah. Who just needs attention? Right? Who does? It? Who who just does it? Yeah, because right? if you choose wrong, well, dude, it's this crazy thing. So I, I maybe I could attach this video to the end, or at least, or at least the audio to the video. But but it's like, look, man, you know, we have a lot of people that end up crying wolf, and that makes it harder for us to to, to identify who's mm-hmm. real and who's not. I think a lot of the guys who reach out just need. Need and when I say attention, it's not like they're they're needy for attention, but like they just need someone to kind of talk to them at that moment because they're feeling feeling down. Right. You know, a lot of guys who to attempt don't don't reach out to anyone. They just do their thing, and that's the scariest part. Like a lot of guys who attempt it or actually accomplish it, um, they don't reach out. You know, they hit that they hit that end of the road, and they just do it, and that's the scariest part because there really isn't this moment where I can say, um, yeah, I knew that was coming. No, no. I, you know, I had a buddy who called me and he, we were having a good conversation. We we're going to talk about, he's like, Hey dude, do, do contracting with me. I said, screw it. I'll quit my job in two weeks and I'll go contracting the next day. His, no, the day after that, two days later, his family calls me and said that he, he committed suicide that, that night. We we're planning things, bro. We planned shit Lock. and he ended up going outside. He ended up taking a bunch of pain meds and he ended up putting all these fentanyl patches on. He just went ahead and let himself go this is a guy that I was on the phone with planning a future to hang out and actually go work with. Right. See, so there was no, nothing I, I, that I identified. It was nothing different. It was actually normal conversation. So that's the point I, I try and make is like a lot of guys who end up trying, like who, who, be, who are successful at it, which is super sad, I didn't see a warning. You know what I mean? I didn't see it, you know? And that's what blows me away. That's what makes this whole conversation even harder. So it's the guy, like if I was within reach, I, maybe I could have identified it. Maybe I could have seen what was going on. Maybe he, I, he was taking pills when he called me. I don't know. I couldn't, yeah. I, I couldn't. But it's like the people that reach out on social media, I think they're just like feeling weak and they want, they want some kind of support, which is cool. That's what all these communities are. That's, that's what, what all the groups are. Yeah. Right, that's what all the for groups sure. are. All the groups are for, for us to be able to be there for you so when you need to talk, we can be there. Mm-hmm. If we need to dig you out of a hole, we'll do our best. You know, We help guys when they're... Sh- Anytime someone goes to a bad relationship... Man, I know how hard that is. So like I I feel for them and I want to do my best to help them. But if someone becomes starts to use that community for attention as in the frequent flyer is what we call in the medical world. Okay. That starts to really disillusion what we're doing. It's like, fuck, I can't always sit here and, and, and talk to someone at 2 a.m. because they drink and they feel bad. You know, and so it's this hard position to be in. When someone goes like, Man, I feel like being a part of the 20s, like, fuck, dude. You're just following along with the concept. And 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 don't do that. Don't put yourself in line with, with the, the idea of what everyone says that we're all suicidal. We're not. They're struggling everyone's fucking life. If you're having a bad time, just say, look, I'm having a I'm having a rough one. Say it out loud. Yeah, I'm having a rough Take week. Take ownership. You know, relationship, finance, it all sucks. And I just need someone to talk to that maybe has similar experiences so they could tell them, Hey, it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. It sucks for a while, but it will be fine. Right. And then the other thing I get, is get people say, bro, I have problems with my demons dog. All I want to tell them, like, and it this is what I do tell them to. And in, and, and, and in this aspect, I'm always kind of like, I'm kind of the father figure slash senior NCO to a lot of these individuals who hit me up. Right. Mm-hmm. They know the military background. They understand that they kind of, they come to talk to me as a military guy, right? And so I always kind of hit them with like, I'm going to give you the tough love right now. Right. And say, okay, you say demons? Yeah, my phone, my phone just always goes off like fucking serious always Especially listening.
1: when you start talking about demons? Yeah, demons. What the fuck, Hello? Siri? How, how can I help
0: you? <laughs> <laughs> but it goes, bro, I got demons. I always say, define demons. Bro, that fucks people up. Mm-hmm. That fucks people up because they try and blanket statements demons as as like, that's what it is. Right. All right, I don't fucking, I even used to say demons, right? Like, like I say this because I've been through all of this and that's why it's even funny to me. I'm like, ah, there's no such thing as a fucking demon, right? If you have one specific scenario that's fucking with your head, that's your issue, let's deal with it. Mm-hmm. Let's identify exactly what that fucking demon is, whether it's um, survival's guilt, very common, whether it's... Um, you know, experience you saw overseas, something that's pretty graphic that, that hard to, hard to swallow, Mm -hmm. still see it. That's the issue. Okay, cool. We can work with this. We can go straight to a counselor and say, this is this right hang up. Here's my hang up. It's this. Here's my hang up. Drinking's my hang up. Why? Because I feel bad for my buddies and I want to drink for them. Okay, that's what it is. We can identify exactly what those fucking demons is. It's not 90 fucking demons, right? You don't have a fucking room full of demons and those guys are all fucking one day when this one's good, the next one. No, there's a specific thing. There's an insecurity. There's an ego. There's, there's, there's something that's embarrassing. Whatever the fuck it is, you have to accept that that's what it is. There's no such thing as a fucking demon, right? There, but there is a such thing as a, as a traumatic event that you're holding onto. Absolutely. And, and you need to find a way to let it go, mm-hmm. Right? I mean, that's exactly what it is. My demons. Fuck you, dog. Define that shit. Let's break this down. Let's see exactly what the fuck this is. So I can say, okay, cool. Now I know how to help you. Because I can't help a motherfucker who just fucking who who puts in a bucket all his emotions and say, Yeah, this whole bucket is bad. Really? Bro, what's in this goddamn bucket? Yeah. So I know how to fix this, right? Like that's the truth, right? My kid can't come to me and be like, Dad, I have all these issues. I, I I have all these demons. No, son, what the fuck is it? Let's start with one and fix it and keep going. And so I say it's like, we have issues in our community and i think a lot of it is rooted from too many people following suit with the predecessors before them who didn't have the right answer either Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's like the it's it's two wrongs don't make a right you mean we're still making all the wrong choices getting out of the military fucking sucks it's hard because they told you what to wear they told you how to dress they told you where to be all that shit and you didn't have to be motivated someone else was motivated for you all right now you're fucking in the civilian world. You have to be motivated. You tell yourself what to wear. You tell yourself who you are, your own identity. You don't know. You don't fucking know what it is. You're trying to figure it out yourself. And now you got to try and do that along with deal with everyone else in the society who doesn't understand you, but they do because they're humans and they've had their own transition, whether it's out of prison, whether it's out of college, whatever the case. See, we alienate ourselves to believe that we're alone. Completely false. If you're living and breathing, you're the same as the motherfucker to the left and to the right of you. Straight up. they I guarantee you sit on a train, you're riding, you look across the way, that person's probably going through the same fucking shit. Mm -hmm. They've probably had heartbreak. They've probably dealt with financial issues because they're sitting on the same fucking train you are. You understand that? They are going through the same shit you are or have gone through it, and they're still there, and they're fighting like all fucking hell to find happiness. And the only way you can find happiness is identify what your fucking actual demon is and start making that better. Fuck. Right? I think this is how we fix suicide prevention. We actually identify the issue and fucking hit it head on. Whether it's addiction. Addiction's bad, bro. I didn't think addiction was bad when I was younger. I was like, fuck, what the fuck's wrong with these people? Why are they addicted? Fucking weirdos. That's what I, legitimately, I thought people that were addicted were fucking weak. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with them? What the hell are they fucking addicted? And then I saw addiction with one of my close friends and I was like, Okay, I get it.
1: It's lack of knowledge, ignorance.
0: Yeah, literally. yeah, I, yeah,
1: exactly. I was ignorant. I'm, I'm blissful because I I don't know. Yeah,
0: exactly. I was I was ignorant as fuck. I was uneducated about addiction. Mm-hmm. Now I understand addiction, and that's scary, dude. And this is where like the alcohol thing. Alcohol is addicting, and I saw myself going down a path I wasn't happy with. I seen my own uncle addicted. I've seen people addicted, and it's like. I get it, man. No matter how hard you try, you need help. You actually need to go somewhere to a clinic that can make sure that you're not stepping on your own crank. You know what I'm saying? Because that is part of our issue is drugs. There's a lot of veterans that have drug issues. Why do we have a lot of homeless? I believe that coincides with drinking or alcoholism as well as drugs. You know what I mean? People do a lot of crazy shit just to get high again. You know, like we're in Salt Lake. There's a lot of, there's a, there's a heroin epidemic. Was an opiate epidemic, really, is what it yeah. is, right? And it all comes from addiction, and addiction is a scary beast, and all that can only be helped with counseling, and as well as, I can't even say like self motivated. I can't say that because now understanding addiction, it's it's really you you gotta you gotta go through the steps of of an actual detoxing, and every day it's a struggle. Mm-hmm. Crazy, it's a sad, scary thing that I hope that no one in my family ever has to experience my kids and my wife, you know, like um, I feel like I have really good control of that, but I'm also scared. You never know what's going to be addiction. Right. I think so. It's a scary thing, but either way, the conversation kind of went off, but, but I think we're, we're kind of hitting on the head what we wanted. Right. Am I- yeah.
1: I th- there's, there's something I want to add. And that is people are, quick to attach a number to this. Yeah. It's 22. It's maybe it's a little less. It's 18, something like that. One. It's one. One. One person, one thought, one day, one action, one, 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 one. Yeah. It all starts with you taking ownership, you having the one thought, saying this is a problem, seeing your one friend in the community that you can reach out and touch Saying you have a problem, I think this might be an issue for you. You need to get help. Yeah. Take them to the one counselor so they can deal with their one problem. Right, one. I agree. That's,
0: that's and, it. Yeah, I think we just need to start with your community. Start with the community you can touch, and and I think that in itself will reach out to others and continue to grow. Um, I believe that's how we help our community by no shit being right in front of their face and seeing their issues and seeing how we can help them. One step at a time. One. One. <laughs> one. one, man. Wow. A little heavy subject. I'm sure people are going to be like, dude, fuck you, bro. I do 22 yeah, push-ups. A couple, like, whatever, a couple hard to swallow look pills every, in The there, truth but... is, look, here's my opinions. You don't have to fucking like them. Here's what I think. And here's from my experience. I'm one of the guys who's actually been through this. Mm-hmm. Been put through the ringer. And here's what I am now wanting to give my experiences to y'all and hopefully you guys can pull something from this and it'll help you. And if it doesn't, boom, go on to the next podcast. No big deal. But all this was is for me to like, let let me allow you to think about this in a different way to realize we can do more than just believing in a number. We can physically actually do more to the circle that we're near and dear to right here in front of your face. And that in itself will slowly spread and we can hopefully help more guys that way. Find a community, get back involved, stop the alienation. We are all in this together. Humans are humans, it's a humanity issue. I love you. We're out of here. Thanks, Vince. Yup. <laughs>